0: Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, Magic Makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, Magic Makers, another iTunes review of the week. We have it from Deb R-O-B-R 33-A-N-T, she says, Kim is so lively and interesting to listen to. She makes healthy living easy by giving so much good quality information that is doable. There isn't a subject she doesn't explore around mind and body. Always a great listen. Oh, that's exactly why I started the podcast and that's exactly why I continue to do the podcast. And I'm always wide open to any of you sharing any topics that you want to hear, have me get have a guest on, you know, I wrote something three years ago, there's about 70 different topics, and I am shockingly blowing through them all. So at any point, you want to listen to something have a guest expert, please let me know, reach out to me on the socials, you can find it here in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for that awesome review. All right, magic makers, today we are going to take a dive into the journey of transformation that women over 40 who are tired of being on that dieting roller coaster and who are ready to say, diet does not control my life, I control my diet. If you are that chronic dieter who is feeling stuck in frustration. Yeah, you you're feeling guilty when you're working out, feeling guilty that you're not working out, feeling guilty about what you ate, that endless food obsession. You are in the right place. It's time to say goodbye to the days of being Debbie Dieter, where every meal feels like a test, every slip up is like, oh my God, it, you know, the world's going to end. And it's finally time to embrace who I call reality reader. She is that woman who has dared to break free from the chains of diet culture, who has decided that it's okay that I can find a path to sustainable health and happiness. So today we are going to explore how can we go from punishing ourselves with our diet and exercises that have held us back, guilty as charged, to how do we step into a life where food and fitness no longer are the center of your universe? It's time for us to really rewrite our story and become more empowered and confident around food and exercise because we are not meant to be just how how much we work out and how much we eat. And I'm ready to help you make that change together. So let me just take a a step back. And so, you know, it's always around this time of year, uh, my memories come up in um, Facebook and this is mm, maybe about 10 years ago. Um, my husband and I went on a like lifelong dream trip. Um, we spent 30 days in uh, New Zealand and Australia. And I was already starting to feel like, you know what, I was on the brink of like, you know, I can't keep up the pace with my diet and exercise. Like, I couldn't keep up the pace of my two hour workouts. And I was just so exhausted from wondering good food, bad food. I was also at the beginning of, at the time, not knowing perimenopause. And so it was just getting harder and harder to keep up with my routine. So we went to, so we got on vacation and I said, you know what, you know, this is Philip's trip as well. That's my husband's name, just so you know. And I said, you know, I don't want to um, be, the trip revolve around my, my needs. I want it to be a, a, a trip because we're, we're probably never going to go back there. So I said, okay, how can I like relax a little bit, enjoy this trip, but not like, you know, lose my, my shit. And that's usually how vacations go. I mean, you probably the same way you go on vacation and you're like, woohoo! you know, eat and drink like a Viking and you come back and you're like, want to make it up. Hey, magic makers. Are you tired of feeling like shedding that stubborn belly fat is an impossible challenge? Do you find yourself doing all the right things but still not seeing the results that you want? Well, I've got some news for you. I know that feeling all too well. It can be frustrating and so discouraging, but trust me, when I say that it is absolutely possible to get rid of that unwanted belly fat once and for good, I know what I'm talking about. But here's the best part. You don't have to torture yourself with endless crunches or deprive yourself of your favorite foods to make it happen. If you're ready to discover the secret to getting rid of belly fat once and for all, I have something special for you. I put together a free guide that will help you transform your approach to losing belly fat so that you can finally start to see some lasting real results. In the guide, I will break down simple tweaks that you can do to help transform your metabolism and clearly drop some inches from your waist, steps that help you to manage that menopausal weight gain without resorting to extreme diets or thousands of crunches. You'll also get nutritional strategy that will supercharge your metabolism and banish that belly fat once and for all. So if you're ready to take control of that belly fat and finally get the results that you've been looking for, I got you. Grab my free guide. Just head on over to the link in the show notes. And I was like, how can I go on this 30 day trip? I've never won- I've never gone on vacation for 30 days. How do I don't go on this 30 day trip and not lose my stuff? You know. And so I said, okay, what, and this is where I came up with what I call my non-negotiables. Like, what are my non-negotiables? And I was like, what are just something that's really easy? That's not this, like, if the stars align, I could do it. And I came up with my three original non-negotiables. And it was like, okay, I can control sleep. I can control vegetables. So I'm going to have a salad every single day. Um, You know, I, I said lunch, but it could be any meal. I'm going to have a salad. And then my last thing was like, okay, working out. I'm like, I typically work out six days a week, but I'm like, let's cut that in half. Like, can I work out at least three days a week and get in at least 7,500 steps? So that was my, like, so that was like, okay, if I can do these three things, I will feel like I'm doing enough, right? Quote, unquote. And that's how it started. I went away for 30 days and I kept that up. And it was like, God, that felt so easy. Like, damn. Like, I was just like, wow, I was putting so much bleeping pressure on myself to do all the things, right? My laundry list of what I had to do was so freaking long and it just was so like, it was just like someone lifted a stone off my back. It was so freaking freeing. So if that sounds like you, keep listening because I was a desperate dieter. Right. I stopped at this point. I had probably stopped competing for probably like three or four years. And I never really understood how to not have this, like, you know, I typically competed um in April, I competed in June, and then I competed in November. So I didn't have these uh, those way marks anymore. So I was really lost for like three years. And so I was like, I didn't know how to just like eat like a regular folk. <laughs> and that was a bit of a challenge for me. So before we get you know, you know, I wanted to give you that background before we got really deep into this. So let's take a step back. How do you know if you are a desperate Debbie dieter? And so Debbie Dieter punishes herself with food. Like it's either like it's either you're either on the wagon or you're off the wagon. You know, you had a big weekend, oh this week I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna crush it. Like this Monday, it's gonna be the big thing. Um, I need to, I'm going to vegan because that's healthy. Um, intermittent fasting because Joan at the gym is doing it and she lost 400 pounds. So that's how I'm going to lose 400 pounds. You know, Stan, I, I I saw him at the cocktail party. He's doing keto. So that's where I'm going to go. Um, you know, you you want, but you're in deep inside. You're like, I want to feel so confident around food that I don't have to find something to do. You know, you keep you're trying to be consistent with it, but like you have these rules that like, for some reason, if life doesn't go exactly the way you need it to go, you're out the door. Like your your whole diet like falls apart. You keep stressing over every mistake. You're like, oh my God, it's a catastrophe because I went to uh, a party and I had one extra breadstick. Oh my God, I went to a party and I just lost my shit on the chips and guac. Like, you know, that is Desperate dieter, you know, feeling guilty because I missed a workout. I was sick this week and I couldn't go to the gym. My kid was sick this week. I couldn't go to the gym. That is like she feel like you're feeling like you must follow a diet. Like feeling like you know every workout is like this is the workout that's gonna break open all of my results. Right, that is Debbie Dieter and. I was, I was there. I was Debbie Dieter. Like there was, there was a picture. My picture would be right up there. And if you identify that, I would love to hear, I would love to hear that screenshot this and be like, I'm Debbie. And so after my trip, I started to realize that I could not be crazy around food and exercise. I could have some sustainability about that. I could start doing things that I was excited about. Like sometimes I would be literally going to the gym because I had to go to the gym. There was no joy. There was no joy in going to the gym. I would just push my body because that was just what I what I knew. And I had to really just start, start to really listen and learn and understand what my body was capable of doing at this point in time. You know, I wasn't trying to get on stage to Cover three inches of fabric across my ass. Um, I was like, how does like regular folk uh live? Reality Rita. So, Reality Rita was accountable for her actions, right? So, like these swings, I, I I had to figure out how to keep those swings from going super big, and keep them from going super low. Um, create a weekly plan, right? Create a weekly plan that gave me flexibility that wasn't like you know a drill sergeant um owning being able to slow down like having that moment to be like it's okay if i slow down getting uncomfortable with my own shit like just owning that change is it going to be a slam dunk like i'm going to have to practice this you know it took me like almost a decade of practicing how i was so that rewiring wasn't going to be in a week right it was going to be like i needed to give myself that time and that space I had to have the courage to try new things, you know, to courage to be like, if I only go to the gym five days this week, what's gonna happen? If I prioritize, you know, protein, what's gonna happen? If I, you know, decide that I'm not gonna always eat the same exact food, what's gonna happen? So I had to get creative and start to understand what consistency would look like for me. So I didn't have these big highs and these big lows. And so this is what I know. You know, if you're like if you're if you feel like you're reality, Rita, do me a favor. Uh, screenshot this and say Rita. But this is what I know. Desperate Debbie might be thinking she's getting by, but she's suffering in silence because she, even though su- I know that if you're still listening right now, there's a piece right here, and maybe I triggered you. And if I did, I want to trigger you, because maybe there's this little voice that's like, I can't anymore uncle i i'm I'm trying too hard i can't sustain this piece i'm pissed that i can't lose this weight menopause is kicking my freaking ass maybe that's what's right here because i know that reality rita she gets everything she wants she gets everything she wants because she's willing to pause she's willing to accept that she has to own her choices she's willing to upset that she needs to get connected with what the hell is she doing versus chasing, chasing, chasing. And she's got the courage, right? She's, she's got the courage to be curious enough to say, is there something else out there? And so as you are starting to you know think about this and, and trust me, like I didn't realize how desperate I was when I was in the throes of it, but This vacation kind of really put the mirror up to me. And when you have that damn mirror up in your face, damn, it's so hard to like have all of the things that you're chasing just stare back at you. So one of the ways I was able to break free and one of the ways I help clients break free is that I really work with them to get clear about what their goals are, you know, if you've, if if you've worked with me before, or if you've listened to anything I said, you hear me say squishy goals, right? And a lot of times you come to me and you have what I call squishy goals. Squishy goals are, ah, I'm going to lose some weight. I want to tone up. I want to get in better shape. What the hell does that mean? You know, when I say squishy, I want you to be able to concretely say what it is that you're chasing, because as a coach, I want to be able to say, if you told me you want to tone up, great. What does that look like in your mind? So that when I'm looking at a picture of you, I know that we we got there, right? Because what I see with a lot of people is that you set this, I want to tone up. It's a squishy-ass goal. And you because you haven't clearly defined it, that goal mark keeps moving and moving and moving and moving and moving. And so we never hit that goal. I want you to hit a goal so that you have some wins under your belt. You have evidence that it's possible for you. And then we can move on to the next thing. As you start to break it free, I want that I want that you know, I want Debbie to understand that you own your nutritional choices. Like you own what your nutritional choices are versus blindly following some menu, some food rules, some lists. That has just kept you like stuck in this spiral because I want you to ask yourself if the way you're eating and exercising has given you the results that you want, rock on with your bad self. If it is causing you any mental exhaustion, you can't keep the pace for at least 80% of the time. And when I talk 80% of the time, it's not like, you know, I I want you to have fun foods, but in that fun food zone, are you eating back uh, almost half the calories you ate during that 80%? So making this number up. So if if I I love 80 20 and I'm I'm cool with that. So let's just say your 80 20 is you eat 2000 calories, right? So if 80% eating a nice healthy diet is 2000 calories, if my fun meals are like 3000 calories, then I've completely lost sight of the 80/20. So I'm are, now I'm, I'm back into overeating even though 80% of my nutrition was on target. So that's what that's what I that's what I'm saying. You're connected to your goals. Like, so one of the ways ways that I help you is that we figure out what exactly is your why. Why do you want this change in your health? And it doesn't have to necessarily be weight loss. You know, one of the best um, whys that I heard, you know, when I started transitioning from um, being more of a physique type coach to just a more lifestyle coach was my client Mandy. She was like, for the first time in a long time, I have energy to play with my kid right? How many of you come home and you're just like dead on your feet, like dead man walking or dead woman walking? And you're like, oh, excuse me. Like speaking of energy, I yawned. Um, you're like, I would kill to have, you know, 20 minutes of energy to play with my kids or not be exhausted watching them play whatever sport that they might be in or dance it would be in. To break free, I also need to start to get creative with how I'm going to get to my goals. Like be curious as well as being curious about other possibilities. You know, I was caught in that bodybuilding world for a really long time. And it was like five meals a day, um, protein forward, um, six days a week workout, body part splits, all of that was so ingrained and indoctrinated into me that I had to start to be like, you know what? I don't have time for six days a week or actually I do have a time I don't want to make that time anymore that's what I sh- should say I did not want to make that time anymore because I was always finding ways how I was also how I was injured um and I didn't want to always be like scrutinizing the menu before I went to any social event or you know make sure I pre-ate before I went to an event so that I didn't lose my lose my stuff um and just have the courage to say you know what I'm ready like I'm going to experiment, right? This I did a 30-day experiment. I had nothing to lose in those 30 days. And you have nothing to lose, right? So here's where, you know, for reality Rita, she realizes that consistency is where she lives, right? Consistency is home. And the road to becoming reality Rita is paved with figuring out how can I create systems, routines, habits in my life that make eating feel effortless right that there's no longer all of this like mental chatter before you put the fork to your mouth right and so women who understand these five steps will easily break free of being a desperate dieter and and really start to break free. So the five things that that you really need to understand to break free is one clear. Clear goals. You need clear goals. What is it that you're trying to achieve? And when I say clear goals, there should be some type of metric. I want to sleep more. Okay, how many more hours do you want to sleep? Um, I want to work out more. Okay, great. How many? What's more for you? Is it time? Is it uh, days of the week? You know, um, and hell, I would take even the next step, like what are the days of the week and what time and just put that in your calendar. Um, I want to get more tone. Great. So you want to build more muscle. Is that what you're looking at? Do we want more visible muscle? So that means are we looking to increase muscle uh, mass or are we looking to lose body fat, right? So just, you see how like you're getting so granular, so specific that you know exactly what road you're walking down and your coach knows exactly what road you're walking down. You understand choices. You have choices, right? It's, an I I break down my choices Um, in my my program, Belly Fat Code. I break down my I talk about choices that I have like an informed decision, right? Before I go, I make a decision. What how is the night going to go? Or I make it in the moment choice. And whatever I do, I own it. So that those are, you know, those are two distinct mindsets as you go into uh fun events. You have a connection. So that connection is your why, right? You are so connected to it that on a cold day in February here in Boston and you work out at six o'clock in the morning and it's dark, maybe it's snowy, maybe it's two degrees outside, you still, that alarm goes off and you're like, oh, hell no. You're like, you go back to why do I want this? If I'm gonna have more energy to play with my kids, if I'm gonna look good naked, if I'm gonna hike Kilimanjaro whatever the hell you're doing, I need to get my booty out of this bed. Willing to be creative. What the way you are approaching it, if it's not working, it's time to get creative. Can I take a different approach to how's it going? And have the courage tell myself, you know what? I know that this is not something I've done before, but I'm giving it 30 days. And here is going back to my. Clarity is that this is how I'm going to measure it. So in 30 days, I can see, assess if what I'm doing is working. And then we can, you know, adjust and tweak from there. And finally, building my way to consistency. What are the things that I know I can easily put on repeat that don't require a lot of heavy lifting, right? So as the, the next few... um the next few uh, areas, I want to just kind of point out some of the glaring things that I see um what Debbie Dieter would do. And I'm gonna sa- say, what are the things that reality reader would change? Right. So I just gave you that list of five things. So as a coach, I would say, okay, Deb, let's see what would happen if we increase our calories because many women come to me and they are undereating. I see it all the time. They're under eating. I said, okay, let's see if we upped our calories a little bit. What what changes would happen to your body? Debbie Dieter would freak the fuck out. Reality reader would say, okay, I'm confident that if you're telling me to increase my calories, I may immediately gain weight. But this might be exactly what I need to break through the plateau. I'm willing to give it a try for 30 days to see what happens. And nine times out of 10, Many of my women, because they have been functioning in this like low zone, the best way I can describe it is um gas tank, uh, your gas tank. So, um, you know, we have our full tank, right? So we have that full tank of gas. So it's all the way to the right is like full tank of gas. So that's that 2000 calories, right? So we're working on 2000 calories. Now, many of us are working in that like quarter tank mode, And maybe that your, 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 uh your get gas uh, light has come on and you might, might be 50 miles from running out of gas. So what I'm saying is let's go with that full tank so I can go anywhere I want. My gas, my, my car is like, Hey, we have plenty of gas. We don't have to worry about a damn thing. That's where, you know, Reality Rita lives like let's see how far we can get in this gas tank like let's push it all the way to the full mark and see what happens how how long does it take me to get down in that gas tank versus operating from this like oh we got a quarter tank we can only go, you know, however long a quarter of a tank la- uh last year. Um, Debbie is when she eats she's either stopped or she's starving. Right. There's no there's no in between. There's no in between where Rita says, you know, what? I'm going to eat this. There's more where this came from. I'm going to eat, put a a portion on my plate. And I'm going to eat this. I'm going to put down my fork in between my bites. Um, I'm guilty. I was a very fast eater and it was because I was I, I always lived in the starving. I, my gas tank was always at a quarter of a tank. I was always starving and I didn't understand how to like get my gas tank past quarter of a tank. My check my check engine light. my get fuel light was always freaking on. And so Rita is like, hey, it's okay to fill up the, it's okay to put a full tank of gas in there. It's okay to slow down your eating. I was literally a fast eater and I had to slow that down to give my brain time to process what happened in my mouth, what happened in my stomach. And roughly it takes about 20 minutes from you know uh, the time you finish a, a meal to the time your brain gets the signal, hey, we have filled the tank. Um, so think about, you know, how many times are you either starving or you are stuffed? can we add some like mindfulness around your meals um debbie is afraid of social events and so she freaks out if she gets that um dinner party invitation because you can't really control food or you can't be like i know you invited me over for dinner but what exactly are you cooking and how exactly are you cooking it are you using seed oils are you using anything white like you know you don't, you don't want to be that person. If you're that person, stop, for the love of God, stop. Or probably at this point, people have not invited your ass over in a long ass time. Um, or you're Googling restaurants like, oh my God, what do they have? What do they have? What do they have? What do they have? And always wondering, what the fuck am I going to eat? If you take on the social event, you know, one of um, my clients, she is uh, single and she's like, the biggest thing is that I can go on dates and not freak out. Right. You know, not like, Ask the guy 20 million questions about the restaurant and worry about what I'm going to eat. You know, she's like, I used to pretend I was this foodie because I would ask all these questions about the restaurant. But she's like, I'm no damn foodie. I just wanted to know so I could Google the restaurant and pre pick my food without freaking out so that I could, you know, make sure I could have a glass of wine without being a weirdo. And so that's what I'm looking for. I want you to be able to go on, you know, a, a date, go on a date night with your sweetie and not feel like you have to like scour the menu, like you're being tested on it or go to a friend's house and just be like in the moment and enjoy the social aspect of the night versus what are they going to serve? What are they going to serve? Oh my God, I can't eat that. Oh, is it going to look weird if I don't have that. Oh my God, it's going to look weird if I don't have any alcohol. Like, whew, gosh, we don't need that mental chatter. So when it comes to Reality Rita, Reality Rita has what I call pregame decisions. So she's going to go to a friend's house for dinner. Hey, I love Sarah. Going to dinner, it's going to be fine. And it, it, it is it is what it is. I'm just going to make sure before I head to that event, I'm going to make sure that I'm having um, nothing off track. And that's going to be my off track meal for, for the week. Or... Live in that moment, you know, maybe you are going to a restaurant and it's a restaurant that you've been to before and you're like, okay, um, uh, I love Mexican food. (laughs) So maybe you go to a Mexican restaurant and you're like, okay, before, you know, uh, your pregame decision is, you know what, we're not we're only going to have one basket of chips. That's it. If they say, oh, do you want a refill? I'm going to say no. I'm going to have one margarita and I'm going to have, you know, a fajita. Um, and they can leave the tortillas in the, the kitchen, right? That is a pre-game decision. Um, you know, so there's 2 pregame decisions of like, hey, this is just going to be the night. Or, or you're like, here's how the night is going to flow for me. The second thing we have, we have those in the moment. So you're like, hey, I'm going out to dinner, and this is going to be an off-track meal. I don't have to lose my ever-loving mind but I'm not going to Google search everything on the menu. I know that I can I can get some type of protein there. I know I can get some type of vegetable there and it's going to be fine, right? So those are, you know, where reality Rita lives. Debbie tells herself no rest days or yoga or Pilates on rest days, right? You know, like no pain, no game. Where Rita is like, you know, I need at least two rest days on my calendar. Um, walking is, is great, right? Walking is a, um, is an exercise, you know, where Debbie would be like, if, you know, I'm not sweating from the eyeballs, I'm not like struggling to get through the workout. It doesn't count as a workout where Rita is like, you know what? I'm moving my body. I know that I get more boost of calorie burn just by being active than I do from a traditional workout. Um, And the key here is that when I do those brutal kill myself type workouts, I am trash for a couple of days where if I scale back my workout, I scale back the time, I scale back the intensity, then or honor my body in the intensity. So that's what I really want to say is I want you to honor yourself in that intensity because some days... You can have it that you can crush, and some days you're like, ah, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it, and I'm just going to just, um, you know, sometimes you have to go through the motion. You know, I, I like to classify workouts as like red, yellow, green, right? So it's like a, the stoplight. So like red is, you know, you didn't get a good night's sleep, and I have some of you guys listening. You are the dawn patrol girls. And you get up at like four in the morning and you're at the gym by like 5 a.m., um, you know, you know, right behind the person who opens. But you got shit sleep. But, you know, I'm a 5 a.m.er, so I must go to the gym. Right. So that's a day that I might just say, hey, listen to your body friend. Like just take a take a beat. Right. Reader would take a beat. Deb, she's like, I'm a 5 a.m.er. I must freaking go. Um, yellow is okay. I had an okay night's sleep, but I'm still feeling a little lethargic. Maybe I feel a little cold coming on. So instead of crushing at the gym, I'm going to be like, you know, maybe instead of being at a hundred percent, I'm going to work out at about 60, 70% of my workout. Maybe my weights are, you know, five pounds less than what I did the last time I did this workout, but I'm just working that through. And then green is like, boom, I'm ready to crush. Let's do this great night's sleep. I just feel, I feel, um, recharged. I feel recovered from my last workout. Let's get some shit done. Um, so that's where I want you to kind of start thinking about versus, you know, being Deb, who's like, it's on my calendar. I must get it done. And, you know, we all have those days, you know, last Tuesday, you know, last Wednesday I was at the gym and I got a crap night's sleep. I don't really know why I got a crap night's sleep. And i woke up. I was, I ended up going to the gym and i said, you know what? I'm just going to like, this is going to be a mail-in workout, right? I didn't really go crazy um, with lifting the weights. I didn't go crazy. I did like a, a walk after it for 20 minutes. And I was just like, I was, and I was satisfied with that workout. It was a solid yellow workout. Um, Deb looks for the, Newest diet, always looking for the newest diet. Every January, she does whole 30. And by January 31st, she's back to her old, her old ways. Um, if neighbor Pam is doing a cleanse or a detox, she's doing a cleanse or a detox. Where reality, Rita, she's like, you know, I know exactly what works best for my body. I've taken the time to learn this stuff. I know that I can never go wrong with having protein. Fibrous vegetables, those are my BFFs. If I have that, I know I'm really good. Sprinkle in some starch add in some good fats, I know that that is really good for me. Um, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is that you have a choice. You can choose to just constantly be chasing something, or you can find a way to embrace find a way to weave health and fitness into your everyday um everyday life and it it's like this is what i know when you know better you make better decisions but in order to make those better decisions i have to slow myself down i have to be willing to experiment i have to get curious about what else is out there so that i stop chasing I stopped chasing that someday. You know, I have clients who are like, they don't work out. Like, oh, Kim, work is really crazy. Work is really crazy. Well, work has been really crazy for a year. When are you going to create a boundary? And in the last few uh, podcast episodes, I've been talking with uh, some, uh, some of my guests, and the word boundary has come up a, a lot. And so in order for us to break free of being Deb, there have to be boundaries, right? You have boundaries around, I'm not going to eat seed oils, right? You have that hard boundary. Yet yeah, you don't have a hard boundary around a bedtime. You don't have a hard boundary around, this is, I'm gonna cr- craft out 15 minutes to work out, 15 minutes to do breath work for stress management, right? So how do we start to craft boundaries around things that are going to really move the dial forward because you know every time I go to visit my parents in Florida um, I see frailty I see it and every time I see it I tell myself I don't want to end up like that I I know that the steps I take right now will save me from 30 years from now Right? I want to look at myself 30 years from now and how do I want to be? How do I want to live my life? And I know for me, 30 years from now, I still want to be able to easily be working out, easily be able to w- walking unassisted. And in order to get to that, I have to get my shit together. And I want to ask you, you know, how do we turn your someday into today? How do we stop kicking it down the line and saying, I need to be, in a size five. I need to be what I look like at age 30. I have to keep up with the same program, same routine that I did when I was 30, 35, yet my life has dramatically changed. You know, I have clients who have, I'm fortunate, I have clients who I've had for a really long time, but as we've worked together, their lives have evolved. You know, you've moved up in your company. You've had multiple children. Maybe now you're dealing with aging parents and you're you're trying to spit your you know, career, your kids, your aging parent all together, and you just don't have the time that you used to have. So how can I change things up but still hit my goal? Because I'm, I'm gonna tell you, you know, menopause does throw us a curveball, for sure. However, the curveball primarily is that we keep trying to do what we did when we were 30 35 we don't have that we don't have that capacity anymore we don't have enough progesterone in our bodies to manage that load anymore and we need to start reevaluating where we are right now versus where we were in the past and that's the crux of this conversation is that assess where i am right now am i debbie i can change right? Am I somewhere between solid Debbie and, you know, a little Rita? You know, where am I? Make that assessment. If you want to have a conversation, do me a favor, raise your hand. I am wide open to have that conversation with you because I know how freeing it was when I finally like lifted my head out and I stopped being um, Debbie. So to get to the Rita side, we need to clearly define our goals. What is it that we want and what one step you can take this week, hell today, to start to move closer and closer to reader. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to go a little quick on the limb here. What is one BS thing that you know you do that you can stop doing? You know, so one BS thing is that like, if there, is there a, if you still work in an office, is there like a treat bowl that you walk by and you always scoop up some candies? Is it at four o'clock you always go to the vending machine and get, you know, whatever it is? I, I'm a sucker for peanut M&Ms, uh, but do you ever go, do you go and get that or some chips or what have you? Like, so think to yourself, like, clearly defined, what is it that I really want, right? The more clear I am, the more likely I'm able to go get it. And if you're like, I I, I, I need help with that, holla. Um, I can help you with that. And then what's one step that you could take today? And I would love to hear that. Do me a favor, screenshot this episode and tell me what's your one uh, step. So knowing better is the, is the key, is the key to taking that one step forward. And you can decide how it's going to go today. So I'd love to hear, you know, how are you feeling? You know, did I trigger you? Great. But is that trigger giving you resistance or is that trigger giving you inspiration? Magic Makers, thank you so much for listening. And my hope is that we can start to break free from defining ourselves by whatever hell diet we are on and start saying, I just live, right? I live an effortless life where I'm no longer tied to how many hours I spend at the gym or some named diet program. Enjoy the rest of your day, Magic Makers. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.